0: ABC and welcome to the ABC podcast where I take modern dating and relationships and I disembowel them for your entertainment. Call in number is area code 563-999-3596. 563-999-3596. Again, welcome to the show. Recorded, recorded. Actually, I'm live right now from my lovely studio here in Kent, Washington. I'm getting over this cough and... So you'll hear me say say, say, sips of cranberry juice every now and then. It seems to, cranberry juice seems like it's a good cough suppressant for me. So mind my voice. I'm still trying to, again, I'm still trying to get over the couve. Also, a couple administrative things to get out of the way first. Uh, Number one, there won't be a show tomorrow. I don't do shows on Sunday. Monday, there's going to be a show at 10. So it's gonna be ten to twelve. After that, there won't be any shows for the rest of the week. There's a reason for that. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you when I come back next Saturday. What happened? But there's not gonna be any shows after Monday for the rest of the week. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there won't be a show. Saturday, Saturday, they will be. Sunday there won't next Sunday there won't be. And then hopefully going into the next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I know I'm getting close to Thanksgiving, there's not going to be a show on Thanksgiving for obvious reasons. But um that's pretty much what the schedule's gonna be. Again, the show's in kind of a state of flux while I get things settled down. But I promise to put out as much content as I can in the time that I do have. That's one. Uh, number two would be well, I don't think there is a number two. So today, I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about yesterday's show. But yesterday's show was if you if you tuned in, and it, it's a funny thing because thurs, I think it was Thursday's show that I recorded, and I got the high fidelity, the high the high quality sound, and all good and put together. And then me being stupid, I deleted it instead of saved it. So that's a whole that's a whole ass episode that's just gone now. Um, I do have yesterday's, but I didn't get a chance to, like, process it or anything, so I'm going to do that later today, and hopefully I'll be able to put these two, yesterday's and today's, up by later on tonight, so I'll, I'll be doing that. So that's that. Okay, call-in number is area code five six three nine 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 three five nine six. In yesterday's show, I told you that today, oh, and wait, before I even go any further than that. It's Veterans Day. Like I'm a veteran. I keep forgetting it's Veterans Day. If you're a military vet out there, like me, <laughs> I don't like to harp on my own military service. I know I did a, kind of a lot when I was in the military. I deployed. I was a combat medic. I was seven years in the army, so you know it, it wasn't. It wasn't like it, it was kind of significant. And being a part of OIS 3 and I always say I, I had uh, served with some of the greatest people the world has ever seen and the world will ever know. And I want to give everybody that I served with, and especially everybody that I deployed with, I want to give a special shout out to them. You know who you are if you're listening to this. I'll, I'll, also give you, I'll try to give you a shout out on Facebook tonight. But honestly, and I want to open the show with this. Serving in the military is what I would say serving in the military was one is one thing that on my deathbed I'm going to smile about when i when I made the decision to kind of emotional here when I made the decision and the reason why is because my grandparents uh they passed on and I missed them but and this, the decision that I made. When I made to join the army, and when I told my grandma, when I told my grandmother, my my father's mother, because she's a she was a Jehovah's Witness, and she objected to it. She's like a serious conscientious objector. I mean, I had cousins that were in the military that she was just vehemently against it. And so when I told her that I was joining the military, I still remember—I remember clear as day—burned into my mind the look on her face, and I remember panicking and telling her that I was going to be a nurse and I'm in the medical industry. I'll be in the hospital, trying to do everything I can to uh, to quell the storm that was brewing within her uh, regarding my upcoming military service. Finally, got her to feel okay about me joining. Now you gotta remember well, you gotta know about me is that I'm the second youngest of my father's kids. And so she'll always see me as as a baby. I mean she does she does it with Crystal too who is my younger sister, but she she sees you know, she saw me that way. And so she she didn't want to see me so went to the military. She knew what the military is all about. So I told her and if I to assuage the storm that was brewing within her. I had to do a lot of fast talking and I did. I, I wanted to go into the nursing field. I wanted to be the, uh, the 91, ninety one ninety one Charlie, they called it, the Licensed practical nurse. It didn't work out for me that way. I ended up becoming a combat medic. It has a lot to do with what happened when I was in nursing school. I'm not gonna get into that, but... Um, she died when I was in the military. She died before I got to deploy. And so when I deployed, I kind of want, I said that I want to come back. I don't want to, I don't want to see her again knowing that I died doing something that she didn't want me to do to begin with. And I thank God every day I came back from deployment. I made it back alive. A lot of people didn't. I did. It caused me a lot of grief over the years, but, you know, I do a lot of therapy and counseling, you know, you kind of get over that. You don't really get over it, but you get past it, right? You, you always think about the people that, that didn't come back. That's one of the odd secrets of military service. Um, but I said all that to say that I'm so glad that I joined because the people that I met along the way, again, are some of the greatest people that the world will ever see. Talk about my squad leaders, and even when I became a squad leader, my soldiers underneath me, they were just – they were amazing people. They really were. And they made my military service the most memorable time of my life. And even when things had hit the fan, when you're out there and you're patrolling and somebody tries to hit you with a vehicle-borne IED, and, that yeah, that happened – or you get hit with mortars on the, you get hit with mortars on your fob. And when that goes south or your defect gets bombed, look that up because I was a part of that. The fob was the, the fobmer is defect bombing. Look it up. I was a part of that. And I almost died in that. I'll tell you, I'll tell the story again on Facebook. I'm not going to do it here, but I just remember the people and. A brotherhood and camaraderie and these you know they're they're your family and when you don't i'm gonna say i don't have didn't have family but but these people they're they're legit your brothers and ask any military service member were were the people in your squad your brothers they'll say yes were the people that you went to basic training with your brothers and sisters sorry but were they your family that's it's an unequivocal yes you know And if you're blessed enough to still talk to some of the people that you went through basic training with, that's, that's some lifetime, you know, that's some lifetime, that's some lifetime stuff. Now the one, the one dude I went to basic training with, and he's who I met my ex-wife through. I went to basic training with him, fought back up with him a couple of years later at what used to be Fort Polk. And it was so great to see him you know, and it was so great to serve with him again. And then I followed him to joint base to Lewis McCord. That's how I ended up coming out here to Washington to be, in the first place to begin with, and then ended up going to Germany from there just after I deployed and stuff. And so uh, I don't talk to him much anymore, but uh, I do still think about him a lot, and I hope that, you know, things work out well for him. When he's able to probably will reach out just because, you know, he... We, I've known him for so long, and, you know, we serve together, and it's really a shame, you know, when you have somebody that you went through basic training with and your friends and stuff, and, you know, you don't talk to him anymore, and you just feel like reaching out. So if, I'll, probably just, I'll probably reach out to him someday to see how he's doing because I just hope like he's okay. So that's that. So, um, if you served with me, if you didn't serve with me, mm-hmm. if you served at all, I just want to say that this is your day. Um, enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this day. I know this is coming at four o'clock, and you know most of the people who already had their celebration already did it, or who had their, you know, who their stories to tell and everything, and you know just whatever they had planned to do for the day It's probably already done. So I just want to say that I hope you enjoyed your day, and I hope you enjoy many more of these Veterans Day days to come. And I want to salute you for fighting that good fight, whether it's along my side or not or in a completely different unit you literally put your ass on the line so that our country can enjoy some of the greatest things we've ever enjoyed and i know it doesn't seem like it now because we have a moron in office who is taking his orders who doesn't have his own money, taking his orders from people who've never who don't have any experience in the world whatsoever and i get that and it's running. it is ruining the country okay i get that point stipulated however it doesn't erase the fact that us All the generations before us and then the generations coming after us fought some kind of bloody battle to make sure that this country remains one of the freest, most prosperous countries in the nation. We have our military to thank for that. We have our military to thank for the fact that we're not under British colonial rule anymore. We have our military to thank for rescuing slaves. We have our military to thank for kicking Nazis out of all points of Europe and Eastern Europe. We have the military to thank for keeping holding the Japanese from conquering all of Asia. We have the military to thank for pushing the Viet Cong and as much as as bloody as that war was, they've managed to push the the Viet Cong back to the north and keeping the South somewhat free. I mean, we the military is responsible for all of that. Think of the Battle of Guadalcanal. Think of, hell, think of Mogadishu. Think of, uh, think of Shugarth and Gordon. All of these things, the, the military, all of these things just add to the glory of the military. So, again, if you're a veteran, if you were in any of those wars, as somebody who's also been through a war, you know, my hat's going out to you. My hat's off to you. Um, And... I really wholeheartedly salute you, whether you're enlisted or you are in office or i'll still salute you I still salute you because of what you put your ass on the line for um, Enjoy this day and enjoy all the ones that are coming that you get to that you get to be a part in before you you depart this earth for a better place for more heavenly places so to everybody who's ever served. And especially if you served in the war, I say, with lots of gratitude in my heart and fond memories, I say, Happy Veterans Day. That's that. So today's show, I'm gonna pull myself together. Today's show is, I want to talk about. Again, I I alluded to it in yesterday's show, but in today's show, I want to talk about my own girlfriend because there's a lesson to be learned when it talk when we talk about modern dating and modern relationships, there's a lesson for everybody to learn from her example, right? Um, because, because she doesn't exude a lot of, or she doesn't embody a lot of the qualities that a lot of, that are inherent in a lot of, you know, let's say, well, I'm just saying a lot of them, a lot of modern women. She doesn't, she's, well, I'll get into that. So, in um, today's show, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about again the modern women who believe that they deserve a man that's on their level, since they make six figures. And I'm going to put that one to bed. I'm going to put a, I'm going to put some of these women out in the front street and blast. And then um, I'm going to talk about oh, I'm going to do the whole I'm going to do the whole. Um, Oh, God. Plenty of fish. Profile analysis thing. And that's probably going to be at the end of the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break. And I'm going to take the standard break. It's not even quick, but it's a standard break. I'm going to take the standard break. And then when I come back, we're going to get into this. You are listening to the ABC podcast.
1: Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. a superman. Chief, believe me. You're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it. That boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on Sugar Smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new Sugar Smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired.
2: Well, it's him or me.
1: Uh Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun.
3: What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say.
2: Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man.
3: Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well... Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, Relief is just a swallow away.
2: Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer.
3: For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away.
1: Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream topped with extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell Mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out.
3: I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big Tootsie Roll Pops. I'm a
4: princess.
3: Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight We'll have Tootsie Roll Pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. <coughs> and do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops is such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party path, too. Ten pops in a started flavor. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo.
5: I love fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh,
1: man, that's some apple pie.
5: Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich.
1: Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo
6: yoo hoo hoo. You hoo-hoo.
3: I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden
6: cookies and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss.
1: As the man around here, you can quote me on this.
6: You-hoo-hoo, you-hoo.
1: It's Swiss Cream Sandwich
6: For yoo, hoo you-hoo. And you-hoo-hoo,
1: too-hoo. A truly different cream sandwich Swiss Cream Sandwich Baked by Nabisco The luscious creamy fillings In a class by itself No other like it And these tempting vanilla cookies Are so light They melt in your mouth
6: you hoo you-hoo.
1: It's Swiss Cream Sandwich
6: For yoo, hoo you-hoo. And you hoo hoo Swiss Cream
4: Sandwich
1: Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarette Thanks.
7: attention to help carry on our important work I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder following each week's adventure I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them also later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron but you must promise to do as I do keep yourself healthy And mentally alert and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day.
1: The Gemini Space Flights. Long. the training is hard like this spacewalk practice but the astronauts do some things you do in space they drank tang they mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch because with no gravity it would fly all over you don't have that problem you can mix it in a glass up there they have to drink it carefully this way you can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. Mm-hmm. New Life Boy mint refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy... So frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of New Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked.
0: When I left, and let me make these adjustments. Um, I just wrapped up a message to our veterans out there. Veterans Day, yeah, you know, what the looping? Now I want to get into you know, women who are looking for the men that's on their level, that six-figure earner that they absolutely need in their lives. That these women need in their lives, and men. I have to. I have to tell you this. When you hear this, when you hear women say, "Well, you know, I have this degree, and I'm in this, and I'm in this career field," and blah, 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 and I'm looking for a man that's on my level, you have to know that that is that. There is a huge, huge. It's a scam. It's it's all one big racket. Well, how do you know that? Well, all you have to do is break down the numbers, right? Because women are quick to say, especially modern modern women are quick to say now this this isn't all of them again i I'm going to talk about some pretty specific examples later on in the show. but if you listen to a lot of a lot of modern women and they say that either they went to college and they got their master's degree or their bachelor's degree, and they're looking for a man that's on their level, they're not going to settle for a man. They're not going to settle for a low-earning man. They're not going to settle for a man that earns like $50,000, $60,000. They want that. They want that high six-figure earner, right? Man, when you hear that, there is a a red flag. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having preferences. That's not what I'm saying at all. However, when you hear these women talking about how they want a man that's on their level because they have a degree and they're in their career, And they make it sound like they themselves, because some of the more egregious examples of women that do this, and you'll see it on like TikTok and Facebook. But some of the more, I mean TikTok and YouTube. But some of the more egregious examples will say, "Well, I have a house and I have a car, and I have gone this far in my career and I have this degree." But what don't you ever ever hear? You can you can go through a hundred of those videos. A 100 of them, and none of them, a, a whole whopping zero, will always omit one critical piece of information. What is that information that they always omit? They always omit how much they actually do earn. Why? Because if they have to tell the truth about how much they do earn, then you will realize right up front that what they're saying is actually garbage about a man being on their level. And about how settling for a man, a low-income-earning man, a man that earns $50,000, $60,000, even $70,000, how they won't date them because they're not on their level, you're going to learn that that's a bunch of hot garbage. Again, it's a big scam. It's a big racket. Now, let's crack the numbers because, again, nobody really, nobody really talks about this. So what do the numbers say? How do the numbers tell the truth? Well, I made... I mean, I made a little notepad entry, and it's just a few statistics. It's just a few stats. But these couple of stats will absolutely destroy that entire narrative. Women not settling for a man that's below their level that earns less than six figures because a man that earns less than six figures is below their level. They want somebody on their level or, or, um, or higher. And when you ask, well, what does does on your level mean? That means that they have to be in their career with at least the same degree that they have. And they will make you think because of that, it's all a clever play on word speak. They will think that when, they will think that just by saying that, that you would think that they themselves are six-figure earners in search of other six-figure earners, and if that were the case, it wouldn't be so bad. Excuse me. If that were the case, it wouldn't be so bad. But is that really the case? Well, obviously, as I just as I just hinted to, eh, not always. Let me grab a, let me grab a small sip of this, and let's get into this. Now, your average women's salary, according to CNBC, right? The average women's salary is women between thirty-five to forty-four on average will earn one thousand eleven dollars per week, or forty-eight thousand forty-eight thousand five hundred twenty-eight per year. All right, and that's just stretching. I mean, CNBC just said, hey, they earn eleven to thousand eleven per week. I actually broke out the calculator to get it get it to the yearly average. Women from forty-five to fifty-four. On average, earn earn less, not much less, but six dollars less, right? They only earn they earn one thousand and five dollars a week, or forty eight thousand two hundred and forty dollars per year. That's the average woman, right? This is taking women that don't have degrees and women that do have degrees, looking at their salaries across the table and coming to an average, right? But things got interesting when I broke it down into different degrees, and I didn't go through all of them. But I went through the ones that mattered, right? so most women, and I put this and according to the National Center for Education Studies, most women don't go past bachelor's degrees as a matter of fact, the majority of degrees conferred to women are either master's or bachelor's. Once you get past bachelor's, there's a sharp decrease in the amount of in the amount of Degrees is conferred on women with your bachelor's degrees the median salary for bachelor's degrees is fifty thousand dollars a year so when you hear a woman talk about oh, i have my bachelor's degree and i'm looking for a six-figure earner man who's on my level well the six-figure earning man is not on your level because the, your average sal- your median salary is sixty thousand fifty thousand dollars i'm sorry fifty thousand dollars a year and your average salary is sixty one So, if you look at all all women with bachelor's degrees in every field in every field they could that they can go into with a bachelor's degree and you average all up all up that you never doubt all those salaries, it only comes to sixty one thousand dollars yet they're saying that a man here's the racket they're saying that a man who earns sixty one thousand dollars a year is below their level. Even though that is literally the average of what they're making, you see where the you see where the racket is. Okay, so you so you say, what about women who hold doctorates? Because obviously, right, if a woman holds a doctorate degree, and I'm not going to go into master's degree because master's degrees aren't don't fare much better than bachelor's degree holders, and the reason why that is, because a lot of women, again, a lot of women who go into math who get their master's degree. The The thing about the comparison or the similarity between the master's degree earners and the doctorate degree earning women, which there are infinitely more women who earn master's, master's degrees than earn doctorate degrees. However, the women that do earn doctorate degrees, 70% of them, and this is according to National University, 70% of doctoral degrees referred to women are in education. And then, according to online DD program, your educational doctorates, like, like quote unquote, Doctor Jill Biden. I'm sorry, but if Joe Biden wasn't Joe Biden's husband, Jill Biden would only. And I'm not saying this is what she would make. I'm saying women in her field with the doctorate degree in education, their average salary is seventy eight thousand dollars a year. Get these women with these doctorates, now remember, this is a doctor of education. Oh, I have a doctorate, right? If, there's a doc, if somebody asks if there's a the doctor in the house, they're not going to raise their hand. However, they have a doctorate, right? These women say, I want a man that's on my level. He has to have a doctorate degree. Knowing that men with doctorate degrees can earn up to $363,000 a year. Your top earning, um, I believe it's your top earning cardiologist, will earn Around three hundred sixty-three thousand dollars a year. You see the racket here. You see how they say. You see how you see the dishonesty here. It's I want a man that's on my level. He has to be in his career. He has to have the, at least the same degree that I have. What they won't. What they won't say. What they will cleverly. The one piece of information that they will cleverly omit is what they, is not what degree they have. But how much they are actually making because they want you to think that because they have this degree and they want to make you think that they're on par with men that they earn they that they earn six figures like men and they want a man to earn six figures however when you drill down into it when you when you when you try to when you drill down into the numbers the numbers tell a completely different story about them and it exposes and it exposes them for the lies that they're telling I'm not sure if they're lying like this on purpose or if they haven't really, or if they sucked up feminist indoctrination without actually doing the research and they're just blindly spitting this out. But whatever the case may be, your average woman with this degree is not earning anywhere near six figures, but they want this six figure man because they're supposedly on their level. And the man that is earning that much, like, I don't know, Boeing workers, they will completely look over a Boeing worker who is earning as much as they are, hence on their level, and they're completely looking over them. They're passing them over in search of this high-value man because for some reason, they think that this high-value man is on their level when he's absolutely not. He is light years beyond them, but that's that's what they want. And they get upset now at the male race when the high value men look over them for something that and again, I addressed this in past shows they they completely pass these women over for something that they actually do want because I made the point in previous shows that men that feminists lie to women about what what men really want, so they go into these fields these they go they get these degrees in these fields that are quote unquote on easy mode, not earning a lot of money, but wanting a man that earns a lot of money. And men, when they when you sit down from the table, across the table, and you start touting your accomplishments, like I read on the One Woman's profile, when you start touting, when you lead off touting your accomplishments, most of your high-earning, higher-earning, not your high-earning, high-earning, but your higher-earning provider-protector men will probably yawn at that and be like, next, because... Those men literally don't care about what you've been able to accomplish educationally in, in your career because you're the man that actually that is actually in the know, like me, will see right through it. And the fact that, okay, I don't earn six figures, fine, give it. But the six-figure earning man will really see right through it because he's been indoctrinated in it. So he'll see right through it. And he'll pass that up because he'll see right through it, and he'll see right through these women. He'll pass that up for a younger woman that uh, that he that actually exudes the qualities he wants. And that's why you see so many educated, educated, goal-oriented, career women on places like Tinder, on play, on sites like Plenty of Fish, OKCupid, Match.com, looking for this man that does literally doesn't want anything have anything to do with them. So that's that. Now you know the truth. Now you know any woman that says that she wants a high-earning man because she's not going to settle for someone who only earns five figures. Now you know the truth of that. And now you understand how – I'm not going to say the delusion of the women because, again, I'm not qualified to make that determination. But now you understand the lie that is inherent in that and and why that is such a red flag. You know, I want to talk about – Another thing I want to talk about in this show is body count. Let's see, what's what he what wants? Okay, I'll do, yeah, I'll go into this and I'll take another break. Another thing I want to talk about is body count. I think a lot of people get the get the angst about body count wrong. I think a lot of people get it wrong because video after video after video and, and spiel after spiel after spiel <laughs> that I've heard. There's one point about this. Uh, let, me get, let me get another sip of this and I'll go into this. There's one aspect of body count that nobody really addresses. And I think it's the most important aspect of high versus low body count. Now, what do I mean by high versus low body count? Well, the number of people that you sleep with in your lifetime is your body is what they call a body count. And depending on... Let me close this out. People assign a value to you, whether consciously or subconsciously, people assign a value to you depending on how many people you slept with in your life. Now, the metrics are kind of important. And how they arrive at whether you have a high body count or a low body count, which, again... It's rather subjective. I mean, you ask ten different people, and ten different people give you ten different answers as to what they consider a high body count to be. But I think we can all—I wouldn't say that. I think a lot of us can agree that by the time you're, I don't know, forty, that I don't know, sleeping with a hundred people would be would constitute a high body count. Some people would say two hundred, but. Is that is that really a high body count? Because think about think about it. And I and I thought about this a little I thought about this a little bit over the past few days. So let's say this given let's give the fact that somebody had their first sexual experience at oh, I don't know, let's say fifteen, right? We revisit the same person at forty. No. So, 1540. There's 35 years there of life going there. Is 100 people in 35 years really a lot? Is 200 people in 35 years really a lot? If you think about it, if you break down, if you break down 200, but well, let's let's do this. Let's let's not even rely on our own width. Let's pull out the calculator, right? So if you slept with 200 people. Over the course of 35 years, that's five people a year, maybe six. There's 12 months in a year. So you're talking about once every eight to ten – you're sleeping with one person every eight to ten weeks. Is that really a – that's that's even a body count of 200. So is that really – by the time you're forty, is that is that a high? Body? Now, granted, for a twenty-five-year-old, twenty-six-year-old, two hundred people would be kind of a high body count. But I mean, spread it over spread it over the course of thirty-five years, because from fifteen, I fifteen and twenty is five years. So of course, two hundred people in five years is going to be an astronomical body count. Fifteen to twenty-five is ten years, right? So that's twenty people per year. Still, that's still pretty good. But between fifteen and forty, you, you see where the percentages are, where, the, where the where the pool fins out. So again, and maybe just maybe, and let me know if I'm wrong. Maybe just maybe, they were this 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 person was a wild child in their in their early, I mean, in their late teens and twenties. talking about like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. There were, or even even from between. I, let's give between. 18 and 25, right? Let's say they, that's when the majority of those happen. And then for some reason, they chilled out between 25 and 40. I don't know. I just don't see, I just don't see cause for angst and body count like that because there's so much nuance there. Like you, people act like body count is just, the body count is what it is without ever delving into when the majority of these hookups happened, how, across how much time were these hookups spread out? You know what I mean? Because, again, you can have a person who, who has a body, you can have two people who have a body count of, who have body health of 200 each, right? One person, again, nuanced thinking. One person can be 40, one person can be 25. One person can, one, or both people can be 40. One person can have it, most of it in the first before they were like twenty or before they were twenty five, the majority of those and it chilled out and decided, well, this isn't for me and I'm just gonna keep it I'm just gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it lovely. Or you have somebody who, again, goes every eight to goes every eight to ten weeks. They'll they'll have a dry streak for about eight to ten weeks before they find somebody who who they want to sleep with eight to 10 weeks is a long good time between, you know, so again, was it spread out? Was it all congested into one point in time and they showed out like, there's so much nuance. And I don't think that with people who say, oh, astronomical body count. Yeah. I get how, I get how it makes you look when, good. I get how it makes you look when, um, when you have 200 people on your on your bedpost, or you have 200 nachos on the bedpost. Get how that makes you look. Understood. Point stipulated. But with more nuanced thinking, you can actually get to a place where you can either say, tell this person, okay, you know what? Not that bad. Or, you know what? It is a little too out there for me. You know what I mean? Instead of just saying, well... You have two hundred people under your belt, so that's an automatic deal breaker. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I talk about low body count, see a lot of a lot of people would say, "Well, the lower body count rate is the way to go." I wouldn't quite say that because, again, in the next segment, I'm going to start talking about my own girlfriend. Because again, there's a lot there's a lot that, that people need to learn from. Her. Huh. But even women would low, even if even if you're an older guy who finds a beautiful older woman, I'd say 35, 40 years old, right? And again, she's everything, she's what you're looking for. She, you know, she's domesticated, she can cook, she knows how to do laundry, she's willing to take care of her man, she's willing to take her, let her man take charge, and she's willing to be that complement, right? She's willing to be that port in the storm, that complement to the relationship, she's She's in her feminine, and she's she's submissive, not like subservient, but submissive. Um, she's agreeable and pleasant, all this stuff, right? All this stuff that we're looking for. And she, again, she's about 35, 40 years old, but she's a virgin. Uh, everybody's like, oh, wow, no bodies. That's going to be a great thing, but you know what? Well, not so, like Lee Korthos says, not so fast, my friends, because, and a lot of people don't think about this, but... Clitoral atrophy is a thing. Again, I spent many, many, well, I spent many decades. I spent four decades around the the medical industry, right? Clitoral atrophy is a thing. Clitoral atrophy happens when you go through life as a virgin and not – a woman goes through life not seeking pleasure (laughs) that way – not sleeping with anybody, not getting herself off, you know, just ignoring her own sexual needs. And if they go too long, if they go too long doing this, they they suffer a condition. There's, there's a lot of conditions they can, they can suffer. One of them, well, one of them is vaginismus. You know, vaginismus or vaginosis. one of the two. But I um, can't remember which, which one right now. But that's one. And then clitoral atrophy is another one. Clitoral atrophy happens. Because the structures that make up the clitoris, because there's no activity whatsoever, it shrivels up. It just does. It atrophies. And then when you're ready, when they are ready to have sex, it's painful for them. Why? Because all the structures that make up the clitoris and everything that's pleasurable about sex, all that stuff has atrophied and kind of no longer works. Now, there's different stages of it, right? If you can get, if you get somebody who has like a benign or beginning stage of it, well, then let got to have some word at. If, if you get somebody who's in the early stages or the more suitable stage, the sex life can be rescued, but in the advanced stages of clitoral atrophy, sex really isn't going to happen because it's going to be painful for the woman. So again. A low body count may not be the best thing either. So you got to find, you have to find, you have to come to a consensus on a sweet spot where it's not too much, but it's not too few. It's not too much where they're at risk of diseases and things like that, and even reputational things. Um, And not too few where now we're talking about disorders of the reproductive system and sexual organs. So again, high body count, no. But also, low body count, probably a no tube, right? need to find that sweet spot, so women, if you're listening to this, if you're not if you're finding yourself going on really long, dry streets and talk about years, there is literally nothing wrong like and this is coming from somebody who is who I know I shouldn't say this because i'm like I've been saved and I've been to church and everything. And you know, I've accepted the gospel of Christ. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be saying this, but as a matter of medical fact, there is literally nothing wrong with getting yourself off. Now, religiously, you sh- religiously, the problem with masturbation is, in the religious circle, is that Jesus said that you should not even think about another person lustfully that is not your spouse. Piss and follow that. And when with masturbation, that's it's baked into the cake. You have to do that if you're not married. So that's the problem with master, not exactly the act of masturbation. It's the thoughts that come with it. That's the religious. That is a religious argument against masturbation. However, the medical aspect, I would say the medical aspect of it, because if medical aspect, I would say you better do it because if you're in your advanced if you're if you if you're in your vast stages and you find if you're in a stage like you know you're forty forty five years old well, yeah, and you're going you know you're about that menopause age and you really decided not to have kids or whatever, but even if you want to have sex with that person and your your genitals your distinctive genitals that have atrophied and don't work anymore, then you're really doing yourself a disservice by by not tending to that. And when you find somebody that you do want to have sex with, you, you're going to find that it is not, it is not going to be fun. I'm going to say that, right? So we all need to find a sweet spot where it's not enough, it's it's not so little or it's not so few that things in your um, things in your genital to urinary system go traveling up and not working anymore, but they're not so much to where there's physical and reputational damages. So well, that's, that's my, that's my spiel on the body count. Take another break. And then when I come back, I'll talk, I'll talk about, I'll talk about the kind of woman you, that you should be looking for. And again, I'll use my girlfriend as, in a, as a shining example. And I know we're going to be together for a long, long time. That's not, that's not a thing I'm going to tell you why. So we'll tell you, uh, we'll take this commercial break and then when I get back, I'll get into that spiel. You're listening to the ABC podcast.
1: Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. You are a superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do too. Massa's Finch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just
6: yet. Kellogg Sugar Smacks, brand new.
1: A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty
2: gun.
3: What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say.
2: Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man.
3: Oh, no, I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, Relief is just a swallow away.
2: Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer.
3: For that headache, and upset feeling... Take Alka Seltzer. Release is
1: just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted more bosco magic cake ice cream topped with extra thick extra chocolatey bosco syrup try it bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious tell mom to get bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you sing out i love bosco it's rich in chocolate
3: tea chocolate flavored bosco is mighty good for me mama puts it in my milk for extra energy Bosco gives me iron and sunshine, vitamin D. Oh, I love
7: Bosco. That's the drink for me.
6: I'm
3: a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are crazy. big, zero pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to zero pop. Kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops is that fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack too. Ten pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Wallace. With a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle. The first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about fluffo.
5: I love fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh,
1: man, that's some apple pie.
5: Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like
1: cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo.
6: Yoo-hoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo-hoo.
3: yoo hoo I've got a swiss cream sandwich for
6: you. Brisk golden cookies, and in between an extra thick. It's my pick, filling of cream. Dessert time, tea time. Don't miss Swiss.
1: As the man around here, you can quote me on this.
6: You, you, Yoo-hoo.
1: it's Swiss cream sandwich.
6: For Yoo-hoo-hoo, you, you, and you, hoo
1: a truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious creamy fillings in a class by itself, no other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth.
6: Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo! yoo-hoo.
1: It's Swiss cream sandwich!
6: Oh, yoo hoo hoo And you hoo hoo
4: Swiss cream sandwich!
1: Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes That's all you need, my friend And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created A treat instead of a treatment That's old gold cigarettes Made by tobacco men, not medicine men To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry
7: on our important work, I want you to join the Secret Squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime. To help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant
1: Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New life boy mint refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of New Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked.
0: What kind of woman should we guys be be looking for? What should what what are we looking for in a woman, right? Because again, we need to learn. We need to know how to navigate that whole minefield that's called modern dating. And again, after this, the next in the next segment, I'm going to um, I'm going to go through some some local and kind of analyze them and maybe the good, the bad, and the ugly of it, and why. Some women just aren't going to find what they're looking for. And as most of it, 98% of it is because of what's on their profile. But what kind of, what kind of women should be, should we be looking for? What are some, what are some of the bigger red flags that, that will, if you recognize them will keep you from stepping on one of these landmines that's out there. Right. All right. Let me tell you a little story before I get into this, because like, my girlfriend and I have been together for the last four years. And when I, because when I left, I left my ex-wife, we got, the, we got divorced. And I was alone. After I left her, I was alone for a whole last year. And in that year, I've done, I did some introspection, some self-reflection and things like that. Did a lot of emotional heavy lifting, right? Just to find out who I am, what I believe, and Where the things that I believe, where they go wrong? Where the plane crashes, right? And I did that, and I realized that what – I realized erred the flaw in some of my thinking, and I worked to change. I worked to change my thinking around it, because I self forgiveness and all that stuff. I'm not going to get into it. But when I say I I literally found love that was, like, there the whole time, because my girlfriend is actually my ex-wife's – used to be my ex-wife's friend, like, good friends. And, you know, just a point of personal privilege and responsibility taking, you know, one of the things that I one of the things I had to cope with was the fact that I, I I I wouldn't say I was in love with my exes. I was in love with her when she was friends with my ex. But, you know, you 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 kinda of think, Oh, she's nice and you know, you start the comparisons and all those other stupid little immature things. But after we divorced, after we divorced, we split in and divorced, And I would start seeing her shows. I will tell you that, but depending on that point, to come I'm, I'm back to it. And we started talking, and I feel, and I realized that you know we we just we had a lot in common. We did. I had a lot more in common with her than I did with my ex. And we started we just started hanging out real tough. And then, you know, I. I just asked her one day, I was just like, Hey, you know, I really l I really liked you and I liked you for a long time. And we had a conversation and she said, Yes, yeah, she'll be my girlfriend and she said that I'm not the type that she would normally go for and that's kind of just that's kind of a point that I wanna hammer because a lot of women have these expectations mm-hmm. of or not the expectations the vision of guys that they go for. And a lot of times it, does, it doesn't come to fruition that way. So, again, the thing that I really, really liked was the fact that she's she's nerdy, and she is she's nerdy. She's she's a singer. She knows music. She's a performer. She worked. Uh, she's in one of the local theaters here in Washington. So she she's classically trained in opera been to university, so she's done that whole thing. She took music, and, she took music and, she took classical voice lessons. She is a soprano. So her, in her shows, they cast her in roles where, you know, you need to, a soprano singer is needed. And then, you know, I started going to her shows, one after the other, and after the show we go, we'd hang out for pizza and all this other things, we'd talk about things and, you know, bada boom, bada bang. I asked, you know, we had a conversation, and she said, "Yeah," and we've made a go of it ever since. The thing about her is this: she. The one thing that I want to impart to you guys out there, well, when you pick a woman, she's on Facebook, and again, when you're vetting when you're vetting your date, one of the things that I suggest—let well, me bring this in a little closer. One of the things that I suggest is going through the social media. The reason why is because if you go through the social media and you find 300 selfies and not even like pictures of like other people took of them. Yeah, that's kind of a red flag, but the bigger red flag is if they have 300 pictures that they took of themselves with their own phone. If you see that, that is an automatic red flag. That screams egotism. Right? That screams inflated ego. Leave that alone. If you go to her Facebook her Instagram, you see all of these selfie pictures of her. If you go to her TikTok, she's got videos of her. You know, all of the, all of those things, if you see all of that, look for the hills because again, egotistical woman. You don't want to deal with an egotistical woman. You can, but it's it's a lot of work. One thing that one thing that drew me to her is that she didn't have that. She only has a few pictures of things that she's done and places that she's been, but not three hundred selfies. So that was that was a great thing. Also the fact again that she's nerdy. Um, she doesn't she doesn't carry herself like women I think they're hot do. Um she you know, she's kinda of squared when she walks and she's not exactly the most graceful thing. But even that's kind of endearing, you know. To me at least. Of course she wears glasses and things and just you know, the just the whole thing. She doesn't really do much with her hair and Basics, basics, it's a style. But when it comes down to it, she's in my corner. And that's important. Because a lot of women just won't be in your corner when the chips hit the table. You know what I mean? That's how I know this one. That's how I knew. Well, I knew from beforehand, but that just solidified. Like when things happened in my life a couple weeks ago. She was in my corner, and she stuck with me. A lot of women would have just been like, "I can't deal with it. I'm out." She stuck it out. I said that. I said all that to say this: when you're looking, when you're looking for a woman, yeah, the the, the social media is a big thing, but also because the reason why she decided again, and that's where I was going when I said that she wasn't, I wasn't her type. And that she had a type, and I wasn't it. But she also made the comment after she said that. She said, but you saw me. And that's what made her That's what made her fall for me, because I saw her. Nobody else saw her. I did. And again, that combined with a low body count told me that she doesn't really have, she didn't really have a lot of experience with boyfriends, and guys just passed her up. So when somebody saw her, like for who she was, then... Of course, and again, a lot of guys are looking for the hot girl, the one with the banging body and the long hair and the makeup and filters, which is ridiculous, but it's what they're looking for. And they learn that a lot of these, a lot of these women that they find like that are just mad egotistical, and they it's they usually just, again, quote unquote, pop and dump, and then. That creates a whole other that creates a whole other set of situations. My girlfriend didn't have a lot of experience with boyfriends. In fact, again, when we got together, she was a virgin when we got together. Um, that's how I knew about the that's how I knew the thing about the low body count. It just yeah, when you're when you're that you know when you go that long, it, that just happens. So again, you know, it is what it is. Um, but she again, she, because she doesn't have a big ego. She's submissive, but not subservient. She knows what she knows what she wants. She goes out and she does it. But she understands that her and I complement each other. We're not in competition, and we're not trying to be on equal playing fields. I have my role that I fulfill in the relationship. She has her role that she fulf- fulfills in the relationship, and never the two shall cross. If because she learns that the relationship goes so smoothly. It's, it's crazy. You can find a woman that understands that a relationship isn't about I'm bringing to the table the same thing that you already have. It is what I'm bringing to the table is something that will help cement the relationship and not the competition because we're not trying to compete. We're trying to coexist. You know what I'm saying? We're not competing. We're coexisting. As long as we're coexisting, we need to complement each other because that's the best way to coexist is if we complement each other and not compete. So there's that. And that's why I love her so much is because she understands that she's not competing, she's coexisting, and that she has her roles and she, and she fulfills them. Now, again, sometimes, sometimes I will take the role when when I have to, sometimes she'll take, she'll step into mine when she has to. But other outside of that, she's where outside of that where we we pretty much stay in our lanes, and it works for the most part. Our son is actually he's he's a bit of a card, but I'm not worried about him growing up maladjusted because of it. He's that again. She's not. She's not a fashionista because she doesn't have that ego. She doesn't feel like she needs to be higher higherfalutin than others, than the others. She realizes that she's, you know, she's in a place, and that's where her place is. Just like I'm in a place, and that's where my place is. I'm not trying to overshoot any targets. And when you learn how to do that, you, it'll just be a whole lot better. These are the kind of this is the kind of women you need to look for, and this is why I say vetting, 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 and then more vetting because it'll take you it'll take you a long time to, to to boil these things down. Is what I'm saying. It'll take you a long time to boil these things down, and when you do, when you figure out that this is this could be the one, vet some more, and then make that decision. Right. Again look at the personality, look at their upbringing. I mean, she again, mom and dad were divorced, but her dad was kind of, she told me about her dad and the fact that, you know, her dad was of the ilk that didn't really like minorities, and they her, and her mom got divorced. I mean, the dad and her mom got divorced. Her mom was on a firecracker, but she didn't, she did pick up those qualities. Amazing that she didn't, but she didn't. A lot of women do, and it's a generational per. Perpetuation of toxicity. It's another thing you have to look out for. Like going back to, I think two shows ago that I didn't post. Interracial per- perpetuation of toxicity. That's that. You don't. That's that's the one big pitfall of dating somebody whose parents. And go back to the show entitled "Tell Me About Your Parents." That's one thing you should have to look out for when you ask, hey, tell me about your parents and how you how you grew up. You're looking for a pattern of generational toxicity. That should be an automatic deal breaker. She didn't have that. There are women, there are those kind of women out in the world. And before you just completely throw in the towel like the MGTOWS did, I, I sincerely urge you to vet, 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 and then vet some more because you will your chances of finding that woman will excuse me will greatly increase let me get some of this your chance of finding that quality woman will greatly increase if you vet 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 and if they don't want to stick around during your vetting process then that's they're doing you a favor but if they're willing to stick around and let you vet their backgrounds and all of that and they come out clean get married Have kids, live a wonderful life. Again, look for make sure the woman understands that, especially if she's a career woman. That's going to be that's going to be kind of a weird thing, but make sure they understand that you are their level. I don't care what degree that they have. If you're as long as you're making over like forty thousand dollars a year, which most men do, then. Like eighty percent of women are literally on your level, so make sure they know that. So that's that. Um what was what else am I gonna do? I was I was gonna talk about something else, but I completely forgot what it was like I didn't talk about. Talking about the girlfriend. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a final break. And when I come back then we'll get into the whole then we get into the whole profile analysis, and then I'm going to pull a few profiles of plenty of fish, and then we'll analyze it, and we'll, we'll talk, I'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of it, and why I think the person that I'm analyzing has a good chance or a terrible chance of finding what they're looking for. So I'm going to take a glass break, and then we're going to do that. You're listening to the ABC podcast. And get this thing working.
1: Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. are a Superman, Chief. Believe me, you're in for a treat. Just as soon as Jimmy gets back here, Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast, Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks, and he knows I do too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie. And he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired.
2: Well, it's him or me.
1: Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun.
3: What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say?
2: Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man.
3: Oh, no, I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, relief is just a swallow away.
1: Bless that
2: relief-giving Alka-Seltzer.
3: For that headache and upset feeling, Take Alka-Seltzer. We leave just
1: a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic. With the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell Mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolatey.
3: Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine, vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big Tootsie roll pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. to twins have Tootsie roll pops. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. <coughs> and do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops is such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack too. Ten pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Stella Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo.
5: I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh,
1: man, that's some apple pie.
5: Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich.
1: Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo.
6: Yoo-hoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo-hoo.
3: I've got a swiss cream sandwich for you golden cookies,
6: and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream, dessert time, tea time. Don't miss Swiss.
1: As the man around here, you can quote me on this. You, you, you-hoo. it's Swiss cream sandwich for
6: you, you-hoo. and you, you. You-hoo.
1: A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss Cream Sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth.
6: Yoo-hoo-hoo, you-hoo.
1: It's Swiss Cream Sandwich. Oh,
6: hoo hoo you-hoo. And you hoo you-hoo. Swiss Cream
4: Sandwich.
1: Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks.
7: Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the Secret Squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, ovaltine has got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day.
1: The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamin C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. Mm-hmm. New Life Boy mint refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives mm-hmm. wicked. Every bar of New Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked.
0: When you're looking at a potential, you know, potential dating partner or life mate, look at the woman who, you know, she maybe she wears brown stockings with her flats or her BMI is, isn't 19, it's 25 or 26, or she maybe doesn't do much with her hair, but she's the one that's nice to you. She's the one that always has... A kind word for you no matter what the situation is she's the one that you text her and she returns your text and you can text back and forth she's the one you can call and she makes she actually makes a little bit of time for you she doesn't act like she, her she doesn't act like her life is the most important is the most important thing she actually has time to sit down and talk to you and learn about you okay so so maybe she's socially awkward big deal She's in your corner. She she's the one sticking up for you and she's the one encouraging you when life when life's trials and tribulations are have gotten a foothold of you or got a hold of your feet and is dragging you down. She's the one that's propping you back up and encouraging you to get back on the horse. That's her. Okay, so she's not she's not Miami model material. Who cares? This is the woman that's gonna have your back no matter what and that she knows your value as a provider protector and to the woman that you want. You don't you don't want to deal with you don't want to deal with the thoughts and the three oh fours out there who are maybe hot and they they have everything you're looking for visually but their character is bankrupt, their body count is way too high for even the most basic standards. You know, you don't you don't want to deal with that when you're looking for when you're looking for somebody that Ultimately, want to marry, and then when you find that woman, like even my girlfriend made a comment when we first got together. She's like, "I don't care if you cheat on me." Well, that's not the thing because I'm never going to cheat. I'm not going to cheat on you. I'm never going to cheat on. You. But because there's just nothing out there that I just there's nothing out there that I want to stick my Johnson into. There's there's just not. Let's let's keep it real. There's nothing else out there that I want to stick my Johnson into. I've seen what's out there. No thanks, right? But it's not about. Not about because everybody says, "Oh, you're only as faithful as your options." Well, you know what? A lot of men have a lot of options because, female, because females outnumber males in this country, and it's like fifty point four to forty nine point six. But the fact remains: when you have a woman like that, and I made a, I made a comment on Facebook, and I said, "The right woman is never going to have to con- never going to have to try to convince you that she's the right woman," and it's true. When you find that right woman, she, she'll she never have to try to convince you that she's the right woman. Why? Because you'll automatically know. So, again, don't, if there's a woman like that in your circle, don't write her off. Just don't. You're you're really doing yourselves a grave, grave, grave disservice. So let's hit POF, right? And, again, I'll probably go back to OK, OKC uh, the next, in the next episode, I think coming Monday. Well, let's do pls because of this one i have open right now and oh wait that's my hold on let me get back here okay so let's go to recent, recently online hold on there we go listen recently online now let's try this one right this one is her name is 51 on PLS. she's 43 from port orchard Again, since I'm watching this, is what the, this is the results that they're sending me. I might have to broaden the horizon a little bit. Uh, she is five foot four. She's a big. She's a plus size, and it says must love a plus size women. No, it's women.
4: That's it.
0: And I don't get that. Like, and a lot of people do this. It's women. The singular for woman is W O M A N. When you say W-O-M-E-N, that's plural. One woman, many women. She says most of the plus size women, and the, I'm sorry, the, things like that. Maybe because it's, it's my affinity for my English classes, but that drives me nuts. But anyway, conversation starters later. Okay, about Christy, one asked, and I will tell you, but I don't date white men. Now, in I think it was yesterday's episode, I addressed it. and I said, ladies understood about not dating or wanting to broaden your horizons by dating outside of your race but she says she doesn't date white men now i'm not sure let's see am i single i want a relationship interested in that so she wants a relationship i don't think that well there's no woman that there's no woman out there that wants to I wouldn't say date because I just did a spiel about women who date, but pretty sure that this woman, and I don't know because I didn't ask her, but I'm pretty sure that she's looking for somebody who can provide and protect like most women do. When you're looking for somebody that provides, provide and protect. Yeah. You may want to date exclusively out of your race, or you may want to exclude your own race, but you're also excluding all whole subset of provider protectors and you're really limiting yourself. You're really limiting your own scope as to what it is you can find and what it is that, what it is that you can actually be happy with, because you don't, you never know. Maybe by expanding her horizons, she may be, you know, she may find that love, but she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to date white men. And again, like I said, Black men. If you if you're looking for a provider protector in a black man, it's out there. It's very very rare, very rare to find a provider protector black man. And the reason why is because with the murder rates of black men, the way it is, with the incarceration rates of black men, what it is, being what it is, with the unemployment rate of black men being what it is, you're you'll be pressed to find a provider protector, in within the black within the black male population. It's just hard. It is. Let's just be real. All right. So that's that. Especially being as big as you are. But then again, but then again, a lot of black men like big women. So, you know, there's that. Check this one out. This one, she's actually kind of good looking. She's 45. Um, Her name is Sasha. Sasha? Sasha? And she's a pretty good-looking woman. Dark hair, looks like she has brown eyes. Let's see. Oh, green eyes. Okay, green eyes, brown hair. Flurvy, I can see that. She is 5'4". Looks like she's about 170, 180, somewhere thereabouts. Average woman, because remember what I said before, average woman is 5'4", 170. So that is actually an average bill. She's from local tale. She has an associate's degree. She's in administration. So right off the bat, I'm guessing she makes about $55,000 a year between – 50000 fifty and fifty five thousand dollars a year, but then again an, yeah an associate's degree in administration yeah that would be what it is says love for life and no experiences about Sasha, I enjoy outdoors, but with the colder weather here, dancing close comes in Oh, um, dancing close comes in second, I think she means dancing comes in close second, but when I'm an artist who enjoys working with different mediums, okay, well, you like art, but again, what do you bring what are you bringing to the table? What is it that you're bringing? guys that are provider protectors we're looking for that. So again, good on you for telling us telling us what you like, but if you're and again, she says she separates, she wants to date but nothing serious. So again, she will probably find somebody to date. But that provider that provider protector man that will, that will pick her is gonna be kind of a stretch. Kind of a stretch. Not an absolute stretch. Because again Good-looking woman, and I'm, I'm pretty sure once you get to know her, then, you know, everything, you'll find that she's, that she probably, she probably has it together, but, and it, it depends on several other factors, but again, he's not looking for anything serious, so that's fine. This woman here, A.M.S.W. from Seattle, she's 46, she has one picture, got kind of a crazy, I think, going on, but... I'm, Interesting, interesting smile. She got the Mona Lisa smile thing going. Uh, five foot twos, rather short. Uh, be real, be fearless. Okay, that's a good head. That's a good headline. Single, I want to date but nothing serious. Interesting, twin man, successful happiness. Okay, there's not a whole lot there, so I'll just say next. And and again, I'm 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 looking at this from the provider protector, um, from provider protector viewpoint standpoint. This was shy eighteen. Uh, let's see, she's fifty-two from Bellevue. Again, for fifty-two, she's okay. She's actually kind of good looking. I mean, she got the crazy woman glasses on, but and you know her hair. But again, I'm not. I'm not going to knock that. I'm not. Bellevue, Washington, five foot seven. So she's she's a yes yeah, on the taller side, not very. But farm girl living in the city, which is good, I guess, if you're. If that's what you're into, if you're into a uh, you know, laid-back farm kind of, farming kind of woman, that's good. Divorce, I'm putting some serious effort to find someone interested in men long-term. So she's looking for this provider protector man, off right off the bat. about 18, in a new chapter of life, and I'm finding adventure, even short weekend trips in the area. I enjoy a great car drama in my downtime or a good documentary. Cool, but... Let us know actually what you're looking for and what you're bringing to the table. I'm, I'm finding that a lot of these women on plenty of fish will say what they like, but they're not saying what they're bringing to the table and they're not they're not saying what they're looking for. The provider, a provider protector man, especially with some a little bit of value, we'll see that and just pass it right up. Those who don't know. Or we'll send you a message and then depending on how you reply is pretty much everything. This woman's pretty. She looks like she's half life. six foot six foot jemmy like i guess um let's see Bellevue washington she's six feet tall, so you know she's going to want a tall man uh adventurer that loves to travel she's a hairstylist. okay I'll probably have something to say about the different about the different career paths for women and which ones are which ones you have to look out for Because I was definitely one of them but well, let's see. So high school education. She's brown on brown. Curvy. Let's see. Yeah, she is. She's curvy. She's really pretty though for being curvy. She is. She's got the curly hair and she's she's got great skin too. You don't you don't find too many women with great great skin who don't use filters. She doesn't use filters, which is a plus, right? Because using filters is just eh. Stop stop using filters in your dating profile because it's almost like it's akin to false advertisement. Vastly for Gemini, love the outdoors, hiking and biking. Would love to move somewhere warm so I can enjoy nature. Uh, Didn't do so, but I get it. Being a hairstylist, you're not going to make the money to be able to move so somewhere like California or maybe Florida. You can probably go to Florida, but it's going to take a monumental uh, what's it called? But you can tell she's you can tell she's tall. She's tall and pretty, but the thing is, she's not. Again, she she wants a relationship, but she's not saying what she's bringing to the table. Ladies give us men something to work with. No, seriously, give men something to work with. I say us men. Like I'm into D D C and I'm not. Ladies, give men something to work with. Give let them know up front where you where you are as far as how you're going to match with a man that a man that you're looking for. And say what man you're looking for. Like there's nothing wrong with saying what what kind of man you're looking for and then how you are willing or what you're bringing. That will be his compliment. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, I find, no, I think you'll find that a lot of provider protector men man would, would be more willing to reach out to you if you put that out up front. So that's that. Um, what side do I have left? Let's see. Plenty of time. This one is uh Reb Uh, Reb, Feather Girl, something like that. R-E-B-F-T-H-R-G-L-L. She's from Bonnie Lake. She's 5'1", a little shorter. I'm independent, but not opposed to being. Okay. Uh, conversation starters. And I get it. Um, that's that's way I don't like your tagline or whatever. Cool. Conversation starters. I don't edit or post fake pictures of myself and... Uh, we will be the first to admit Filipino women can be crazy AF. Maybe guess what. But I'm real down to earth. Hate, fake, judgmental, narcissistic, narcissistic, ES. Okay. Excuse me. Love to laugh. Love to laugh. Love my family. Headstand constantly talking about politics. Love Jesus. Uh, caring, hate, narcissists. I already said that. I am honest. No fan of gaslighting whatsoever. Don't know where that came from, but okay. Sorry, not looking for a ghetto hookup, especially on here. You're just here to chat, meet good people. Okay. Um, now that's uh, maybe not under conversation starters. Maybe that would be about. Maybe that would be something to put in your about. But um, it's it's good. I would have left out the whole not a fan of gaslighting thing because that just came out of left field. And people are going to wonder, like, okay, why did she put that in there? And then when you say, "not looking for a ghetto hookup, um, you probably you would be better served to leave that one off, too. So that's that. And then in her about says, looking for good, honest, caring, respectful men. Is there anyone even like that anymore? LOL. Okay, it's, it's kind of a joke, but uh, okay, you know what, no, no, never mind, we'll go past that. Someone who isn't afraid to be themselves is non-judgmental of others, has morals, not a narcissistic. Okay, you said you don't like narcissism. We 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 get it, okay? So those things that, please, on your profiles, people, if you're going to put these profiles up, don't say the same things over and over and over again, all right? Hit it once and go on to the next subject because there's just a whole lot that people are going to start wondering once you start hitting one point over and over and over and over and over again, so... And I guess it could be like a I guess. It's going to be like it can be like a thing when you're across the table and on a date and you're talking about it. But then again, it could be it could be one of those things where it's a source spot for you. And then when somebody brings it up, just because they saw it over and over on your profile, and it's a source spot for you, it's going to cause a real it's could cause a real risk in the date. You don't want that to happen. So again, don't don't just mention things once and then move on to the next subject. Uh, hopefully that's not too much to ask for so yeah so she's again curvy a pretty woman she tells she's filipina Uh, she's I don't know I don't think she's that curvy she looks like she has a body BMI of about 20 25 24 25 I'm just judging from the picture I don't see clavicles there but uh, so maybe 26 but that's 5-1 you know, she she probably has an average build. Me as a me as a provider protector man, somewhat valuable looking at this. She got an associate's degree, she's in medical. I I send a message, but I think that's as far as my interest will go, just because just because of what she wrote on the profile. So there's that. How about this one? Let's see. This one's not mine. if I can. There we go. Um, her eye, the eyebrows though. Women, what, what's with eyebrows here? Like, okay, I get it. You, you may not like like your flat eyebrows, or whatever. But overly arching the eyebrows gives you this mommy dearest thing. And okay, if you, if you're a millennial or an actor, I get it. You don't know, you don't understand mommy dearest. I mean, if you're millennial or Gen Z, then actors and boomers understand mommy dearest. If you're, let's see, you're 44 years old. This is Miss Trina. Miss Trina, you're 44 years old. You under I'm pretty sure you understand, because I'm 49. You're only five years younger than me, so I'm pretty sure you understand, Mommy Dearest. The eyebrows, no, stop, 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 okay? Um, Stop drawing, I'll just use your natural eyebrows for you stop drawing these arches, because, again, again, it just makes you, and let's see, Seattle, she's 44, she's from Seattle. Five foot seven, bored. Uh okay. am forty four. See I don't feel older, forty four. But uh, wait, that's just that's just what I'm looking for. I have my glasses on, so we're good. Uh says hazel eyes, mixed color hair, of course, brown and blonde. Uh some College. She's single, she wants to date but nothing serious. Okay, cool. Uh Fina, no drama. Just as a, just as again, looking through the eyes of uh Somewhat not very valuable provider protector man, not very high value, but you know, valuable enough. This it's the pictures. It's the pictures I would pass just because, you know, and again, it's, it, it was the mommy dearest thing is very off putting, especially with somebody my age knowing. All right. Let's see. This one is Barrett 43. She's 50 years old from Arlington. Um, she she's heavier. I mean she's a heavier woman. She's five foot seven. Like she's about two maybe twenty. So off the bat, she again, looking at somebody who may have some options, not a lot, but the thing is you're really wanna gonna to kinda wanna get the weight under control because when you're looking at people and If you're a guy and you're looking and you're taking a panoramic view of the people that are interested in you, the provider, the provider protector man that has some bit of a val- some bit of value, will usually push the push the heavier women to the back of the line. It's true, and you know it's, it's something I it's something I didn't wish were a reality, but again I I explained why in a past show. And it uh, has a lot to do with evolutionary biology. So go go back to my last show and listen to what I said about it. There's a lot of truth, and I even like the study that I did it. <coughs> Excuse me, cholera, <coughs> like what like Levin needs to say. Um. So she, I again, but for the weight, she is a five. Okay. Um. That's another five. Let's see. Looking for a relationship. Conversation starters. Meet up for coffee, go out to lunch or dinner. About Bear 14, 43. Football, like all music. I can't see my like. Send me a message. Um, Yeah. And this, just judging from the pictures on the profile and what's in the profile, a lot, a lot of, a lot of Provider Protector Man would just automatically pass on this. And it's kind of a because I don't know if she has her smile is pretty endearing and you know, there's, there's that. But again, bigger woman doesn't have a lot on her profile. Doesn't say, you know, what it is that she's not really saying much about herself. So that's going to be a pass. It, it is. And again, I'm looking at it from, I'm looking at it through that lens. It's going to be a pass. Okay. Last one. Do we have time for a last one? Let me, let me go back to my studio and see. Yes, we have time for the last one, or maybe two. Let's check out... Hold on. Can I do this, actually? Uh, boom. Okay. Let's check out this one. This one is... She's disabled her messaging. Her name is Seattle T. She's from Seattle, Washington. She's 5'4". She's 54 years old. 54 and single. So that's, that's questions automatically. Like, okay, you're 54 and single. What happened? But... Again, that's conversation for a date, right? I don't wonder what happened. Uh, Let's see. Shadow Washington 5-4, this online dating thing is rough. I can understand because, again, you're a 54-year-old female, online dating, and when you're looking for the provider protector, man, it's it's understood. They're going to go for somebody that's probably a little younger and probably has a little less miles on the odometer. I'm just saying. This is a conversation starter. Work and my kiddo. This is another reason why uh, the uh, online dating is rough for you, because up front, you mention your job and your kid, and a provider protector man is going to wonder where he's going to fit in your life. So again, I get it. You're proud of the job that you have. She's in the legal profession. She's got a bachelor's degree, so she's probably making about fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, and she's probably looking for a man that's on her level that's making a, a – quote, unquote, on her level that's making six figures. And again, another reason why the online dating thing is pretty rough for her, because the ones that are making six figures are are looking past her with somebody that's younger and a little less miles on the odometer. About Seattle T, I am a mama who loves her kiddo. Okay, understood, but just remember that when you say that in your profile, the provider protector man, is he has value, that... He's going to look at that and be like, "No thanks." He's not going to want to deal with a single mom, especially a single mom that's fifty-four and single. Okay, I'm redundant. But he's not going to date with. A, he's not going to want to deal with a, a single mom that's fifty-four. He's just, he's just not going to. He's going to again. He's going to look past you, and uh, and he's going to look at, at this at somebody who maybe doesn't have a kid and a little less miles on the odometer. So this is why. This is why. Perhaps if you. Don't mention the kid until uh, the actual messaging, and then say what you're looking for and what you're bringing to the table. Because you say you love you love good conversation and fun. People who don't take themselves too seriously are a plus. So that's okay. I get maybe that's what you're looking for somebody who doesn't take themselves too seriously. But let them know who you are. You know, part of your part of your dating profile is an advertisement of you. And there's no no successful advertisement that doesn't talk about the product and how good the product is. So again, you're going to want to talk more about yourself and what it is that you're bringing into a relationship in order to try to lessen or try to soften the roughness of this thing that is online dating. So that's that time for one more. So let's do one last one. Uh, so um, that one. She's pretty. Let's see. Uh, Brat one zero one. And the red flag with this one here is he has a lot of selfies. It's, a, it's just a lot of selfies. There aren't, I don't see any, let me go through these pictures. I don't think there's any picture here that, okay, let me close that out. Screw it up. Yeah, that's a selfie, 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 that's a selfie. Yes, yes. So all those pictures here are selfies. It's kind of a red flag because that exudes, that exudes narcissism. It does. When you have that many selfies, and I get it. You may not have a whole lot of pictures that you take. But why are you taking so many pictures of yourself? That's, you, you understand where the playing kind of crashes there. Why are you taking so many pictures of yourself? That's and again, again, I can see you. I would give this woman a six. Again, uh, she's forty-five. I can see where she was probably a seven or eight in her twenties. You know, because she has, she just has really nice facial features. But because of because age has set in and stuff, you know, it brought her and she looks like she has a little bit of weight on her. I mean, most of the things most of her she's wearing baggy shirts in her what's it called? Baggy shirts and sweatshirts. But it looks like she does have a little bit of weight on her just from this one picture here. But again, I could see where she was she was she was probably really pretty. She was probably a, she was probably a solid seven when she was in her twenties, seven going on eight. But remember what I said about about the numerical order of things. You lose a point every every ten years. So and again, I would give her I would definitely give her a solid six. Conversation starters, I tend to be on the quiet side. Okay. Good. Good. Um some guys like, you know, the 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 strong silent type of woman. Divorce, I'm putting serious effort to find someone interested in men and dating. About Bradson one Drop me a message. I'd rather spend some time chatting in the beginning to get it get a lot of it out so that we aren't wasting time. That's a good thing, all right? That's a good thing. I'm not looking for short term hookups, okay. I'm blunt, definitely not a princess. Which is good. Some may view me as crude, but I'm really just straightforward. I smoke cigarettes, so if you're so if you're not sure okay, that's when asking. I work a crazy rotating schedule that never has a guaranteed time off, so please have some flexibility. I will work weekends, like all like all of them, so know what's going on. okay, that there, not sure why you're dating then if you work all that much and you don't have real time to if you don't have time to squeeze a guy in in your in your schedule, not sure why you're on plenty of fish, and not sure why you're looking for a guy just finish to finish out your life doing your work. just be be lonely. Have your kid, have your pets and just, just just be alone because again, the provider protector, the provider protector man with any kind of value will look at that and just be like, you don't have time for me. So I'm going to move on to somebody else that does. And you're really not going to find, excuse me. You're not going to find what you're looking for when you, when you have that kind of a schedule. It's just not going to happen. Uh, my youngest is 15 and I'm not really looking to start over why are you here? So hopefully your youngest is close to the same age as mine. Oh, okay, I get it. So she doesn't want any more kids. But she doesn't understand that the provider protector man isn't going to want to step into a situation with a single mom because he knows that he'll never be the father to the kid. Especially if, and I'm going to do a show on this later on, if this woman is bringing a kid to the table and there's no chance of him being able to have kids with her because she doesn't want to have kids, she's an instant write off and she's not she is so not going to have a good time on in the dating market at all. Because she has a kid and doesn't want more. That means that a man that she gets with, any man that she gets with is going to be like, Oh, we have a kid with this other guy but don't want to have a kid with me. Okay, well guess what? Forget it. Because I'm looking to start my own family and that's that's a hell of a lot of provider provider protector men out there. So she's gonna have a horrible time with this dating thing is this is her mentality. Uh, don't come at me claiming to be woke. If you offend easily, especially things not even remotely directed at you, I vibe too high to be sucked into a darkness for hours. Okay, so now she's... Okay, I get it. I get it. You have a certain mentality. Um, but the way your profile is coming across is you must, you must conform. What I'm demanding of you, because you talk about your youngest is 15, but you don't want to have, you don't want to have kids, so you have to have you have to have kids because you're not going to have any with me. You can't be woke. You can't do this. I I vibe too high to be with woke people. You have to accept my schedule as as it is and not expect anything else from me. Well, let me ask you because you you literally don't say what it is that. Mm -hmm. The positives that you're bringing to the table All you're, all this woman is saying All what Brett 101 is saying And I get the nickname But all she's saying All she's saying is Her expectations And not what she's offering To somebody who will give her the time it's, just, it's all about me, me And you have to conform with me And you have to accept me how I am And she doesn't say anything about Accepting anybody else as they are Except for the fact that if they have kids There's one minute left Gonna get a warning pretty soon. You're gonna hear that, and I'll come back Monday with more of these. Um, I do wanna, I do wanna go in and talk about again what what women bring to the table and their expectations of men, and why it is that that is problematic when they expect when they have all these expectations and but and they want you to accept they want you to accept them the way they are. But you don't have to do all the changing. If not, you're then, then you're a misogynist. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about all of that in Monday's show. So uh, be be here Monday. Um, and I'm actually looking at doing Monday at ten. So that's what we're going to do. Thanks for listening. I'm back Monday at ten. Uh, if you want, to call in. And that's it. Thank you. I'm out. Peace. Though I thought I might dating world a better place.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
3: A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire.
6: Huh?
1: Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs>